0: What's up? What's up? What's up, beautiful people? Welcome back to another episode of the Grief Bully Podcast. I am your host, Jay Nicole. Guys, we are back in the building, rocking and rolling for another episode. And listen, when I came across this piece of information, I was like, whoa, I never thought that we could use the word ever said when it comes to grief. So this was pretty cool. It was like, everyone grieves differently. And for different reasons, obviously. But this is the one thing that no one has ever said about grieving. Are you ready to hear this? The one thing that no one has ever said about grieving is I did it right on time. Man, somebody right now listening to that, I hope that that just sets you free in the sense that you've been beating yourself up. You feel like you've been dealing with this grief, this sorrow, this pain for just far too long Someone else has told you or tried to make you feel like you should be further along the process of your grief. And when I read that, I said, listen, I don't know if we covered this in, in its entirety, but I wanted to park there because the fact that there are probably now I, I can't say any guarantees. I haven't had a conversation with every single person in the world, but I would agree with this statement that most people haven't said I have I did it right on time. I grieved right on time. It was the most perfect time. I did it. I did it there. I did it thoroughly. I did it accurately. It was the most timely, perfect thing. It's just not how it works. Grief definitely has a delay. It has a lag time. A lot of times it's based on denial, which, again, I've spoken about this before, that I am of the belief that denial has a grace to it. It's really important for us to understand that that sometimes that wedge, that, that disbelief, if you will, gives you that pillow that you need just a little bit of comfort in between that hard punch and then right there. So the fact that no one has said I did it right on time should help you realize that you're going to navigate this journey at your own pace. One of the other parts that I really thought was cool about this was that it says, listen, grief is It crowds the heart. It eats up all the energy. It chronically imposes upon your peace, which I can relate to. But this was enlightening. Grief isn't some evil force that is only there to cause pain. Listen, grief is escorting up an even deeper feeling, a truth about your life, what you value and what you need. Perhaps how much you wanted something, how deeply you care about someone, and how far you've come from where you were. Wow. That would preach, man. I should say that louder for the people in the back so that you do not have to press rewind. I'm going to say it again. In summary, grief for sure, it it, it imposes upon our, our peace. It just takes over everything, it sucks our energy out, sometimes we're plagued with depression because of it. But it's not this evil force that's there to cause us pain. It is something, though, that is escorting an even deeper feeling, a truth about our life, what we value, what we need, perhaps how much we wanted something, how deeply we cared about someone, and how far we've come from where we were. That in itself, woo. I have realized that the grief that I've experienced in most regards, it has taught me something. It has shown me something about myself, about my value, about my life, about what I want and what I don't want. It has shifted and changed things and allowed for that space to say, okay, this is what used to be important to me. This is what is important to me now. And being able to just continuously navigate that road, man, Listen, no one grieved. No one said, hey, I did it right on time. Grief, it it can feel, I guess, even though it's saying it's not an evil force, I think the pain can feel evil. It could feel dark. It could feel not with good intention or, I mean, because really, like who really wants to have to grieve? Who really wants to have to navigate that sorrow? But if you can really think about it, think to yourself right now, I mean, what has the grief brought up for you? What has the grief evoked? What has it brought to the front and center? What has it brought there for you? I think it's really important for us to keep that in mind. The pain was necessary to know the truth, but we don't have to keep the pain alive to keep the truth alive. That in itself is so powerful, and I think it's important to realize that when we speak about grief, we are not just speaking about the loss of loved ones. It could be a breakup, selling a childhood home, what you've always wanted but never got, a person who died, of course, a person who is still alive but is electively absent in your life. We talked about that before. The loss of a dream, a divorce, infertility is a big one, loving someone who is self-destructive the loss of a pet, the end of a friendship, job loss or the end of a career. Those are all really important topics and really important aspects that is it's so crucial for us to remember and to keep in mind because sometimes we just really get plagued and we say hey, you know, grief is just about someone who died because I've heard people say I've never I never experienced grief before. I've never been faced with grief before. But the reality is every single person has had a deep sorrow because we has have, have lost something whether that's just a perspective, a dream, a goal, a vision, an opportunity, a relationship, and then what it said about someone electively being absent from your life that's so powerful. So in reality, every single day, we're all faced with some sort of challenge to continue our lives in a way that we didn't set out to. So maybe you always thought you would be an athlete and now you have some sort of disability that is hindering that. Maybe your pet was your only companion. People jokingly say that I, I, like, I like pets and animals more than I like humans. But for some people, that is a real thing. And so to lose a pet, to lose a companion in that way, even if it's not a human being, can be very detrimental. Personally, I'm going through right now, my dog is 14 dealing with cognitive decline and I got to tell you it's, it's really difficult but the ease that people are just able to say oh yep it's time to put them down oh we got to put them down I get pissed off about that I'm gonna be honest because although yes it is very challenging it is really hard to deal with a aging dog and a an infant almost toddler is challenging but for someone to just lacklusterly say hey it's time to put them down you guys need to start thinking about this it's like wow The value that we put on a pet's life—it doesn't seem to to always be there. But for some people, that could be very detrimental. It could also be divorce that you're dealing with. Not only just the devastation and the loss that you, as a divorcee, is dealing with, but if you had children that were a part of that that family unit, that could be a problem as well. And something that you're dealing with. I mean, I think not getting that job promotion. The list could could go on. It's it's really endless when it comes to the grief and the grievances that we're constantly faced with in life. But the reality is no one or almost no one said, I did it right on time. There's no perfect time to grieve. But what I do implore you to realize and to keep at the forefront of your mind is that the grief will meet you where you are. So whatever space you provide for in your life you have to understand that something else will come in like an evil force and and suck up your peace and, and impose on your life and it won't say hey let's see how much grief you have going on let's see how much this person has going on is this the right time is this the perfect time for me to infiltrate no so it it as much as you do have the ability and what you are able to do as far as explore and look internally at your life, and what's on the table, and, and what you're actually dealing with. And although we can't tackle and handle everything at once, if we could just say, hey, for this season, maybe I'll work on this, and maybe I'll go there, at least we're putting some effort in, and it's going to be able to provide us the, the capability to withstand more unexpected tragedies and unexpected traumas. I think that's something that We have to keep in mind when it comes to this. I was listening to a podcast I was talking about. So someone was on the show. They were being interviewed. And they're like, I want to be more successful. I want to make more money. And the interviewer says, why do you want to be more successful? And the person says, because the more money I have, the more people I can help and take care of. So the the interviewer continued to drill this person and saying that that's not true. Like, you know, you want to have a car. You know, you want to fly private. You want to do all of these things. And the person was like, ultimately, the interviewer ended up switching the the interviewee's mindset to say that, okay, you're right. I do want to make more money so that I can have nice things. But I do think that the two schools of thought can be the same. You could want to make more money. You could also want to have nice things. But why am I sharing this? Why is this important? Because I realize when I'm on social media, there's a lot of people who I would consider famous celebrities, wealthy, successful, who are dealing with a lot of loss, a lot of loss. I mean, just bring you to your knees, pain and sorrow. And the the reminder that we need sometimes is that no dollar amount, no money, no status, no fame can bring back some of the people that you love the most cannot bring back those memories a friend of mine, shout out to Don Michael Jr., check out his music, his his recent project, The Wolf Smell Joy. And he was, and just to paraphrase the words, where it was saying that, you know, you having certain patients when your loved one is a patient and just like, you know, you can have tough hands, but what can you really do for fighting cancer? And so when you woke up today, Or maybe in the middle of your day, or maybe the end of yesterday, you felt like you didn't have enough. You felt miserable. You felt down. You felt in all these ways. And so maybe you're focused on your goals and your money and your your achievements and your accomplishments and those things keep you down. I just wanted to remind somebody briefly that this thing called life is a gift and is, is what we have right now. And we're just going to keep doing our best when it comes to it, but just prioritize things that are priceless because there could come a time where you will be faced with something that even the, even an infinite amount of money couldn't change. And I feel like some of the things that I've, I've gone through, it makes me realize like, okay, if you're seeking and you're searching for happiness in this life, to think that money would be the end-all, be-all and solution to that. And so your pursuit of that can neglect opportunities to make memories with people and to spend time with them because that money, I'm not saying it would make situations better. Of course, I, I, I have financial goals and I have things I want to do in my life as well, but it's been really relieving lately to think like anything financial, is a bonus. Anything accomplishment-wise, goals, promotions, things like that are a bonus. The best moments, honestly, are the ones that don't cost anything. And I think it's so interesting that as a kid, that was corny. That was so corny to hear, oh, the best things in life are free. It's like, okay, sure. Money can't buy happiness. It's like, well, Guess you never been broke or you never had a lot of money, right? Like, I would always just combat those things, and then now at this point in my life, I'm like, you know what? Just like chilling at home on a Saturday or just grabbing some food with my family. It just it just is more fulfilling, more fulfilling because at one point I didn't think that that would be enough. So it's not that I don't love my family, <laughs> and would think that it would bring me enough joy. And peace, but but it's just like, I think, a societal thing or just what I've always had in my head is that when you get to certain places in life that you'll feel better, you'll feel lighter, you'll feel more free. And as I have accomplished more in my life, been able to do things, if you're anything like me, then maybe you have realized that, okay, cool, it doesn't change the, the sadness, the the promotion and the new opportunity to new businesses, these things did not afford me the opportunity to stop cancer from taking over my father's body I think it's just I don't always want to be like come off super deep and trying to change things in our minds but I just say these little nuggets and share them as they come across my brain because you would think that it's common sense or the obvious perspectives for us to adopt on our journey but I think they often get overlooked because not only what we view In our own lives and how we see things. But again, the comparison is the thief of joy, I believe. And we're just constantly inundated and and plugged in, right? If, if, for the most part, plugged in to TV, to social media, to other people's lives and what's going on, and, and it can really put a certain pressure to make you feel like you have less than you don't have this picture perfect life of success. If you could listen to this episode and stop listening to it when you're done and go and hug someone, anyone in your life that means so much to you. If you have that opportunity to walk through a door and make eye contact with someone that you know has your back. If you have a one, at least one good friendship, a person that you trust with the innermost, you're winning. You are wealthy as hell. You are thriving right now if you can go to the doctors and get a good bill of health your good blood pressure is good heart rate's good sugar levels are on par everything's groovy lungs breathing pumping oxygen in an excellent level you are wealthy you are winning i'm telling you that right now something you came across something wanted to steal your joy something that you are comparing whether that's to where you were to where you're going to be all of those things just like they talked about in in previously in, in the episode, no matter what it is that's trying to make you feel, remind yourself you are so wealthy. If you have love in your life, if you have been able to extend forgiveness, receive forgiveness, extend grace, receive grace. And if any of these categories apply to you, then I want you to remember that this life is a gift and it can look ugly sometimes. We don't always love the wrapping paper and the way that people give us gifts, right? We don't really get to choose that, but being grateful that we do have that—that's truly where we are. Because that's this this podcast and where I'm at now, and when it talks about. Evolving and just seeing what grief, this force, what it brings you to, and what it brings out, and and where it brings your value, and and what's reevaluated, and all of those things that it brings you to, and and of course there is some dark stuff too. I'm I'm never going to negate that, but what can we learn from it? What is it trying to teach us? How can we become more curious about this journey, this this thing? Whenever. I have the opportunity to tell someone that I have a podcast about grief. I met a young man, maybe we might be about the same age, actually, the other day. And I asked him, did he like his profession? And he said, well, I kind of got forced into it. And just I was like, oh, okay, really? He's like, yeah, I really was into this type of business. But, you know, my wife started this business and she unfortunately two years ago passed away. He didn't say unfortunately. He said two years ago she passed away And and it just broke my heart. But then he said something where I was like, "Oh, you know, I have a, a podcast about grief. You know, it's just a resource if you want to tap into it." So as we were leaving, I was like, "You know, I didn't mean to bring you down." And he was—he took his two fingers and he hit him on his chest and he said, "She's she, nah, She's right here. She's right here." So he was saying that, notioning that she's in his heart, and just like the—the—he said some days are tough, but when he did that, it was like, man, he's still going. Keeping this going on his wife's behalf and then to say that she's in his heart, it just gave me a thing to say, hey, wow, the tangible relationships that we have with people that we love the most may not be here. But if we change our mind, the intangible can still live on. It's just a lot of this thing called life is about perspective. So how deep are you willing to go? How much are you willing to expand your brain, expand your mind, erase and rewrite what you have thought of before, how you saw life? Once you've come to this place of devastation and you find yourself in the middle of that that pond and you're really like in, just simply being open to a different perspective, a different outlook on that, man, I think it could really be freeing. It really could be freeing. And I think it's so cool when those things just happen organically. And, and when he when he did that, I was like, wow, it just... It was for it was for, one, for one, it was a little weird that I would always feel that mentioning someone mentioning the loss of a loved one and then me talking about the show or just grief in general, why do I have to why do I make myself feel anyway that it's like this negative thing that it just has this negative connotation and vibe around it. When in the reality is we have to speak about it because it's so true. Not that every conversation got to be like, oh, what's up, bro? Okay, yeah, about that person in your life that died. Like, what's good with it? We don't have to do that. But to give it its space, I think, allows for more freeing opportunities for people who may otherwise not have had an opportunity for, let's just say, 10, 20 more days, another month might go by before someone mentioned their loved one or mentioned the grief. Like if you feel led and inclined to have a conversation around it, do it. It could be healing for you and for someone else that you cross paths with. I'm just, you know, offering you that there from a, from my perspective. And when it all comes down to it, there's always so many things I can talk about, but that was kind of really the gist of it where I thought that was interesting to say that no one said I did it right on time. So take your time with that, not look at it like this evil force, although at times it can feel like it, but ask this, this force, this feeling, this pain, this sorrow, what are you trying to teach me? What can I learn? What, how do my priorities switch now? How are things changed? You might have been married and, and that was just, you, you couldn't see yourself beyond that. You couldn't see your identity beyond this marriage that you were in. Now you find yourself outside of it. Who are you now? That's always a tough process for people from what I hear to to find that. But maybe that becomes an adventure. Maybe it's like, hey, okay, the pain is subsiding a little bit, but who am I now on the, on the other side of it? I was speaking with someone the other day who was recently going through a divorce, and she's happy and traveling and just living her life right now. But when a couple months back, it, it, was, it didn't feel so light. And so just remembering that if we can – Keep going. As long as you're swimming, as long as you're treading that water, you won't drown. And I want to leave it in park right there. If you're listening to this, I would love it if you leave us a review. Subscribe to the show. A lot of people listen. Tune in. I see the downloads. I see you all checking in. But hitting that subscribe button, following the show. And we're going to keep going with everything that we're doing here. Should be having some more guests coming on soon, just staying in our groove. We're up to over a hundred and eighty-eight-ish episodes, we're we're creeping up on two hundred episodes. August will be four years, I believe, of us consistently just trying to do this. And and some days have been a little more challenging. I, like I said before, I have a an infant, so it's just been a little bit challenging. But I just refuse to give up when it comes to the show, and I'm just going to keep going for as long as I absolutely can. As long as you all gonna keep tuning in and we're going to keep trying to bring love and light to more people each and every week that we bring out the show follow me on threads and instagram they're the same handle so go do that right now over on instagram hit that follow button at i underscore am underscore guys till next time love and light peace